0: The AJC's trusted veteran political voices, Greg Blustein, Patricia Murphy, Tia Mitchell, and Bill Nigut, are the essential source for Georgia politics. The Atlanta Journal-Constitution's Politically Georgia. Sign up for the newsletter, download the podcast, subscribe to the AJC.
1: Hey, everybody. This is Doug Robertson of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution with another edition of the podcast Southern Fried Soccer. It is Sunday, May 5th. And Atlanta United has defeated Sporting Kansas City 3-0 here at Children's Mercy Park in Kansas City, Kansas. Uh, Two goals from Joseph Martinez on either side of a beautiful goal by Ezekiel Barco. Uh, Pushed Atlanta United to its first winning streak in the league this season. It is now up to 11 points. It will host Toronto on Wednesday in the second of a stretch of eight games in 28 days. As always, well, not always, but most of the time, I'm joined by Jason Longshore of SoccerDownHere.net and 92.9 FM. Jason, this seemed to me and to some of the players and manager Frank DeBoer like it was probably their most complete performance this season.
0: Yeah, that was what I said. Um, we were actually talking about it on the on the broadcast, and Mike said it was the best they've looked since... Uh, the MLS Cup Final, and I think you even go further back than that because this was an Atlanta United team that came in and dominated possession against a team that typically dominates possession. And, yeah, they were missing some pieces, but Atlanta United did what Kansas City generally does to teams and built as the night went on. And that's what I thought was so impressive about it is they came out after Kansas City had a lot of energy to open the match and then slowly got possession and kept it away from Kansas City. They didn't see the ball for long stretches at a time and then started to pick them apart. And that was where Barco really started to shine. Pitti Martinez looked good tonight. Darlington Nagby, I thought, was very involved. And Barco was just immense, involved in every goal and involved in so many good plays for Atlanta United.
1: Yeah, Barco, he's going to be missed. Um, he leaves the team tomorrow to go join up with the Argentina under-20 national team uh, for its World Cup in Poland. Uh, he could be gone, and he can miss a few games, or he can end up missing this whole stretch of games.
0: I think he can, he'll miss the whole stretch. Depending uh, upon. Yeah, barring something really weird happening, because their last group game is, is May 31st. Yeah. So he'll, he'll miss this whole stretch. He should be back for the Toronto match. When league play resumes, maybe back for an open cup match, depending on how Argentina's campaign goes. But this is an Argentina U20 team that they go to this tournament to win it. I mean, right. They've won yeah. it six times, they've, yeah. they've won it more than any other country in the world. And this is where your greats of the Argentine game have first made a name for themselves. And and people are looking at Ezequiel Barco as a player like that now.
1: He certainly looked at tonight. He was aggressive, he was vertical, uh, he was smart with his passes. Pity. I thought was mostly smart with his passes. He only took one shot tonight that was just kind of goofy. The rest of the shots I thought were smart shots. Um, he still didn't put any on goal, but that's going to come. I am much more small steps of smarter shots than some of the things that we've seen him trying in previous games. But I thought he really looked more comfortable as that bridge along with Nagby between the defense to the offense. He got in a good spots. He made the simple, smarter pass just to keep the ball as Atlanta United kind of methodically worked its way forward. Uh, it was, I, I thought, a much better performance from him than I... And here's the weird thing about it. You go through every player on the team, Martinez probably had the least impact on the game compared to everybody else because they just looked so good. And he still looked good.
0: Yeah, I th- I think it's, betwi- I th- it's probably Gressel, maybe maybe Pitti. Gressel really wasn't as involved in some of the big plays. I like
1: Gressel's movement a lot, particularly in the first half when things got a little bit static. He was making runs. He was trying to, to make some things happen.
0: I think that the thing for, for Julian that I, it comes and goes, and I thought in general tonight was really good across the board, and it was good for him as well, was they were finding the pockets of space between the lines. And that was something they didn't do enough early against Colorado. It took some time to, to split the lines to do that. Tonight, you saw Pitti, you saw Julian, you saw Barco find that gap between the midfield and the back line. And, and yes, for Kansas City, it was Felipe Gutierrez, who's not usually the sixth, leading that group, with Crozé and Kellen Rowe, who they just were worn down from defending so much as the night went on. They had to pull two of those guys. Right.
1: And two center backs, who I think I saw a stat from Sam, have seven combined MLS career starts or eight combined. Yeah, I think MLS career starts. I think they like
0: have eight now.
1: Yeah, uh, not a lot. Anyway, um, but you just kind of go through the lineup, and and you know the one of the weirder things that stood out to me when we got the lineup sheets was Parkhurst at left back. He's made two hundred like seventy eight starts, I think, in Major League Soccer. Never before in this league has he started at left back. He has eight starts at Denmark at left back, and he remembers playing left back for the U.S. Men's National Team in the stadium in a Gold Cup qualifier game in, like, 2012. Nice. That's the last time he can remember playing left back.
0: You know, I, I thought it was and, either going to be him or uh, Escobar playing over on the left tonight. And I
1: asked him if he can do it seven more times in 27 days. Nope.
0: No. Not at all. <laughs> Nope. But, but tonight the job was who can hurt you the most, and especially once the lineup came out for Kansas City, and it's Johnny Russell. Johnny Russell, for me, is the one who makes all the danger happen for Kansas City. Ilié is an amazing player and and I think you saw him play minutes tonight that Peter Vermes would have rather not have to had to have play him. but Russell's the danger man for Kansas City. He makes magic happen and you put probably you know your smartest defender on that side to deal with him. can, can Parkhurst run with Russell for 90 minutes? No, but his positioning is good enough that he doesn't have to. And I thought he did everything you needed him to do tonight. Really, I can't think of a, a foot he put wrong tonight.
1: Yeah, uh, we asked DeBoer about Parkhurst, and he said that he chose him over uh, Shea in this game tonight uh, because Russell likes to cut inside. And he reasoned that if Russell's going to cut inside, he's going to be moving against Parkhurst's stronger mm-hmm. foot uh, compared to Shea's.
0: 100% And true. so
1: that's why... Uh, Parkhurst got the nod. I was looking up Johnny Russell's stats here. One shot he on had goal. He had one shot, one shot on goal, two chances created, uh, 58 touches, but only completed 56% of his passes. So, all in all, Atlanta United did a very, very solid job on him. The other thing that I thought was funny about Parkhurst tonight is Miles Robinson, center back, got two shots on goal. I don't think Parkhurst got a shot on goal all of last season. <laughs>
0: Probably not. So I was
1: kidding him about that a little bit. And he said, they never let me go up for corner kick. <laughs> he said I needed to talk to Rob about that, one of the assistant coaches. <laughs> See if, we, if he can get pushed forward a little bit to get a shot on goal. Um, Miles Robinson, despite just taking a rocket off his face, mm-hmm. saw him in the locker room, he said he's fine. Um,
0: yeah, he was smiling when, when they cut to him and the camera. Like, cause I saw the way it went down. I, I didn't think he looked like he had you know been knocked out or anything like that. And when they cut the close-up to him, you could see him smiling and interacting with the yeah, guys yeah. who were talking to him. So he was completely fine.
1: There, were, there was some also joking going on downstairs that if Robinson had scored, he was going to have to go on camera. So he might have missed on purpose.
0: <laughs> that might be true. <laughs> that might be true. But
1: anyway, looking at the stats for this game here, uh, 19 total shots to 10 for Kansas City, 8 on goal to 3 on goal. Uh, duels won. Atlanta United got 54% of the duels won, which I think is an important stat mm-hmm. because it shows effort and energy. Um, 87% passing accuracy for Atlanta United. They ended with 55% possession because they didn't really need the ball once they got that third goal in the 76th minute. Um, Sporting KC got the ball, and Atlanta United was just trying to, to close this thing out. So now, looking ahead, two huge games this week, two mm-hmm. points maker uppers for Atlanta United in terms of getting back above the the playoff line and pushing some other by other teams down. You got Toronto on Wednesday, a team that I just think is ponderously slow. Uh, they're getting good results, but just a slow team. I'm curious how they're going to face Atlanta United, and then Orlando, which is starting to struggle as it typically does.
0: Yeah, it, it's two games at home, and and the way this this really difficult May kind of broke out. I, I thought Atlanta had to make their hay early and and this was a game tonight that I felt was winnable, but if you came out of here with a result you'd be happy. You take care of business at home and then you see where you're at headed to Vancouver. You just take it, you know, one match at a time. And I think that's the plan. Toronto's a team that is better than they were last year. Alejandro Pozuelo is a very dangerous player. He can hurt you 1v1. But they're coming to Mercedes-Benz Stadium without Josie Alcator, probably without Drew Moore, has been having a recurring calf problem. They're trying to get Omar Gonzalez, but they won't have him for Wednesday, I don't expect. So they need center back help, and they still haven't really found it. And they traded Nick Hagelin to Cincinnati before the season, so they're down one more center back. Um I I don't know what Toronto's going to do here outside of Magic from Posuelo, And then you get to Orlando, and, you know, do they get in their own head, as they usually seem to do sometimes. Nani's dangerous. Mm -hmm. Uh, Orlando's looked best with Nani, Mendez, you know, the Mueller, not Dwyer, not Question in key roles.
1: Yeah, you almost forget they're on the team at this point.
0: Yeah, so they're going to come in, though, and they're going to be rested. And Atlanta, at that stretch, next Sunday, is going to have two games under their belt since Orlando played last. Orlando will have the fresh legs, but that's where this possession game is very important because you can dictate the pace of play if you have the ball. And if Atlanta needs to slow it down at times over these next two games, they have the ability to do so.
1: I fully expect uh, Toronto and Orlando are going to come in and just park the bus, just like we saw Colorado do, just like Dallas did most of the game after they got that early goal.
0: Orlando will definitely try to. Toronto, they might. Um, I just don't
1: think Toronto is fast enough to to – I don't do know if they
0: have the bodies to, to truly park the bus, is the problem. Like tonight, I, I mean, it's not Peter Vermees' nature, and, and full credit to him for that. Um, his club has an identity, and, right. and it's something that more clubs in the league need to have. You know how sporting Kansas City is going to play, but he didn't have the bodies to, to bunker if he'd wanted to because he didn't have enough pieces to do it. Right. I don't know if Toronto is going to be much different than that. And when you have a player like Pasuelo, you can you can defend a little bit more but still try to find him in dangerous spaces. Atlanta has to know where he's at at all times.
1: That is true. All right, well, we're going to wrap this one up. Uh, 3-0 win for Atlanta United. Again, its first winning streak in MLS this season. Uh, it improves to two wins on the road. Um, goals from Joseph Martinez, Ezekiel Barco, and another from Joseph Martinez, who two players who are now tied for the team lead with four goals each. Uh, wraps it up. Jason, what do you have coming up this
0: week? Uh, overreaction Monday, tomorrow, not in the morning because I'll be on a plane. Uh, it'll be from 6 to 8 p.m. on the Soccer Down Here app, on Spreaker, on SoccerDownHere.net. And then we'll have coverage on two nine The Game for Wednesday starting at 6.30 with the Five Stripes Countdown.
1: All right, and I'm going to I'm updating the game story as we're well as soon as we finish this podcast. Uh, I'll have player ratings. I'm going to have a sidebar on Barco, uh, possibly a sidebar on Pity, sidebar on Michael Parkhurst, and a sidebar on uh, what the what this performance means for the team in this upcoming stretch of games. I hope you'll follow me on Twitter at Doug Robertson AJC on Facebook at Atlanta United News Now. And I hope you'll subscribe to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Again, Atlanta United 3-0 winners against Sporting Kansas City. I'm Ernie Suggs, race and culture reporter for the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. And I'm Ned Ravone, Mm -hmm. lifestyle columnist. Atlanta
0: has been known as the Black Mecca for so many years, but that means something different to everybody.
1: It means everything to me. I've been living here for 24 years and I am still amazed at how rich the city's Black culture continues to grow. Every day I wake up, I learn something new. Well, you all can learn something
0: new by subscribing to the Atlanta Journal-Constitution's new newsletter called Unapologetically ATL. It's all about the people, the events, and the entertainment happening in Metro Atlanta that Black people
1: might want to know about. Like historically Black colleges and universities, Atlanta's thriving art scene, and the city's growing neighborhoods. Wherever you live, we want to hear from you. We want to hear what issues are important to you. So subscribe today at www.ajc.com slash unapologetically ATL.
0: Only from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution.